has come to your little town, Sheriff. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I'm joined by drummer for a two-way petting zoo and stand-up comedian, my friend, Travis Conti. Hey. (laughs) How are you doing today? Pretty good. Today, we're exploring the relationship between zombies and comedy. Zomedy, if you will. Tell me a bit about being a drummer. I play drums. It's like a indie rock punk mm-hmm. kind of band. I think, uh, you know, we've got pretty solid variation in our sound. We have two singers and songwriters, so that that really lends to that. Just released a new song. It's called 95 Degrees Fahrenheit. It's got, well, 95F, but 95 mm-hmm. got the little degree sign. <laughs> but it's on Spotify. You can check it out. I did all of the recording and engineering for that. I think it's decent. I hope you do too if you listen to it. Well, that sounds cool. So for everyone listening, Travis and I actually went to college together. We did a bunch of film stuff together back in the day. I'm really excited to have him on, talk movies. Well, it's always fun to talk movies with anyone, but especially someone that you studied film with. Like, it hits different. Mm -hmm. And we were talking earlier how there's like this fun trend of zombie films with comedies. And I guess like it's been there for a bit. But the three we we want to talk about today is Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead, and the Community episode in season two with the, all the zombies. <laughs> I think I think it's called Epidemiology. Yeah, which yeah. is weird because I mean the the, the the titles on that show are usually like longer because they're usually trying to make it like a funny class name. Mm-hmm. But that one kept uh, they kept that one short <laughs> and sweet, right? But it is a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get, like, right into the meat of it, to see what I did there. Uh, yeah, I, I see you. <laughs> Are you, like, a horror fan at all, or what's uh, your relationship with horror movies? So, yeah, I don't I don't watch a lot of horror. Uh, and, like, I, I know you know this. It's funny that we just have to have to point it out ahead of time. <laughs> but, yeah, Austin asked me to be on this podcast, and I was like, I don't watch a lot of horror. I don't know a lot about horror. But he was like, no, it's cool. Just do it. So that's that's how we got to zombie comedy because, you know, I have more roots in comedy. As, you know, he mentioned earlier, I do stand-up. Yeah, it was fun to kind of take an in-between angle between our, both of our interests. For sure. And I feel like there are a lot of similarities between horror and comedy, at least cinematically. I mean, I think people, people talked about that, uh, you know, when Get Out came out, I think. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, so impressed with Jordan Peele's uh, horror directing when his background was all comedy but then there are other people who are like we think it kind of makes sense because of what Austin just said right I think I'm gonna get this wrong but I think it was either Jordan Peele actually or maybe it was it was John Landis who's kind of similar comedy director makes one of the great horror films of the 80s uh, American Werewolf in London but um one of them or it could be an entirely third person that I'm blanking on right now but one of them made the point where it's like when you're making a comedy or you're making a horror film, you're either trying to make someone laugh or trying to scare someone. In either way, you need a setup and a payoff. So that I think that's part of the 
at least the mechanics of why they're similar. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, there's probably like you know the whole angle of if and how you use like surprise and like expectation. You know, those mm-hmm. those both matter a lot. But yeah, to elicit very specific emotions. So yeah, no, I'm with it. How long have you been like? Because you we both mentioned that you do comedy. How long have you been doing that? So I mean, comedy in general. I I, I did sketch comedy mm-hmm. in college starting in 2016-ish maybe so I don't know so I mean some involvement in comedy over five years for sure stand-up comedy specifically I'm at around three and a half years since I did it the first time but we've also got you know the entire COVID window in there which kind of means it's not as much as it sounds like in a certain regard (laughs) (laughs) for sure you mentioned you're not really a horror person, mm-hmm. but I'm really curious, um, growing up, was there like a horror movie that traumatized you to the point where you didn't want to watch them or just just never got into them? Yeah, I just think I never got into it. I think a lot of people I hung out with, they liked horror, but really just like jump scare horror, which mm. to me just felt like very corny. So not necessarily trauma, but... I. I I would say I probably, you know, ignored the genre a lot at developmental stages. Uh, making, you know, it's 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 harder to get interested in something when you're 25 than 15. Right? Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. So yeah, you know, I I didn't start being like, oh, like you know, there's cooler horror movies doing more interesting stuff until like I was studying film in college. Gotcha. Because like, for me, when I was little, I was scared of everything, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, somehow that turned. Well, I guess. I guess I did have a fascination with, like, monsters. Okay. So that could be a big thing. But I was scared of everything. Like... I think I had, like, nightmares. That's the closest thing, probably. <laughs> like, I was just, yeah, scared of dreams when I was really little. Yeah, I just... It's interesting to me that, like, clearly this is a horror podcast, so I talk to a lot of people that are already in the genre, but, like, everyone's seen a scary movie, and a lot of people don't like them, and that's interesting to me. So I always like to... Um, yeah, it, it is. Get into why. <laughs> it is an especially polarizing genre, right? You know, there's yeah. a lot more people that are like, oh, like I could take or leave, you know, like this comedy or like documentaries. It's like, yeah, like they're good, but they're boring. But, you know, pe- people don't say those kinds of things about horror usually. Right. They're kind of just like, I love this or I hate this. And it's like these two, like like you said, polarizing uh, polar opposite ends. And I just find that fascinating. Because, like, especially because they're so similar, it's so similar to comedy. And there's a lot of great horror comedies, too. Yeah, that's true. I would say, I mean, I've always enjoyed horror comedy, which is, you know, how we ended up here right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, did you have any favorites that weren't zombie-related? Ones that were not zombie-related. I don't remember what it was called, but that, that one we saw in Edinburgh. Me and Austin went to the oh! Edinburgh Film Festival together as a part of, like, a study abroad in college. Yeah. And we saw a really good horror comedy. It was more of like a murder thing. It was a double date. Yeah, it was called Double Date. Yeah, no, that that movie was fun. I enjoyed watching that. That no, I I and I need to go try and find That's, it because I, I, I want to rewatch it, it now. And then I tried to find it and I didn't see it anywhere. But maybe I remembered the wrong name or something. But that's that's a mission for both of us at a later time. Yeah, because that's like a pretty independent 
was it British? Was that a British film? I think it was British. I forget I forget why, but the movie was just like these two dudes like think they're picking up girls and it's kind of like a, a rom-com <laughs> thing, but like they just want to murder them. Uh, like I think it was like they needed to sacrifice them or something. Yeah, they, yeah, they wanted to do like a satanic sacrifice. Yeah. Or so, like they're part <laughs> of a cult. <laughs> so it's that, a great movie, no, guys. It's great. It's, 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 it's funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like it's gory, it's bloody, but it's funny. It's heartfelt. Bloody and heartfelt always go hand in hand. But no, I, I enjoyed the characters and I wanted like, I felt for the main guy. And uh, have you ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No, I haven't seen that one. That's a good one. Trying to think of, like, other horror comedies before we go straight into the three. Because, like, when it comes to horror comedies, I think a lot of people say Scream is probably one of the top dogs. Yeah. Even though me personally, I don't... This is this is me being a dick about genre. But to, for me, that's more of a comedic horror than it is a horror comedy. But that's just me being an ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's valid. That's actually a good one to bring up and... I think if it didn't have so much association with horror, like you already did an episode talking about Scream. I'll do all the episodes about about Scream. (laughs) I I generally do like, you know, I like comedy, but I also like, you know, stuff that's like deconstructive. And Scream is both of those. So that is also like up there and things. I was like, if I was going to like watch it and like go in hard analytically, that would be a movie I would probably like pick within the confines of what we're doing here. That's good to know, <laughs> cause I I love I love Ghostface. I love the characters Sydney, Dewey, Gale, whatever. Um, and then I like you said they you're, you're deconstructed. Just, you're, you're, just a, you're just a little horror snob about it. Yeah, you're like it's great. It's just I'm like oh, like come on. <laughs> well, it's like I don't. I will find any excuse to talk about Scream. I love Scream. That's one of my favorite movies. So I'll just like if everyone picked Ghostface. I won't. I wouldn't mind being a scream <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And so far, um, there's only two. Well, there's technically three, but I um, there are three monsters or villains or whatever that have had multiple requests. It's the xenomorph from Alien, which happens to be my favorite monster. So like, fuck yeah, Ghostface and the Babadook. Interesting. I would have thought like one of like the the slasher killers would probably be someone people like one of the big three yeah really wanted yeah and but no ghostface is my most popular slasher oh there's a fourth one i haven't done any episodes on this one yet because they kind of like scheduling and stuff like that but a lot of people want to talk about jennifer's body which we're talking about horror comedies no i did when i was like i was like what are movies that i have not seen yet that Mm -hmm. might be cool to watch for this jennifer's body was like on my list before the list i sent you gotcha but then i was like uh someone else can do this better than me for sure (laughs) well a lot of people want to talk about jennifer's body i'm I'm glad i didn't try to (laughs) make the first impression on this podcast of that one Horror comedies are weird to me because they're either like some of my favorite movies or they don't get the horror or the comedy right. And I like I don't like being mean, especially on the pod. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, honey, <laughs> that wasn't good. Yeah. I'm not going to name any examples because like that's no, we rude. Don't, yeah, we, don't, we don't need to kill the vibe like that. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk about some some good horror comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Like, we're here to celebrate. You know what I mean? We're not trying to, like, shit on people that worked hard. But, like, it's hard to do comedy and it's hard to do horror. 
So when you do both, that's really hard. Yeah, exactly. You're saying it, it compounds because they're also both things that are like giant groans to see do done poorly. Right. So if someone attempts a horror comedy and it don't work, honestly, I give you a lot of credit for attempting it because that's one of the hardest things to do. But yeah, Scream, I would say, would be the top dog. Ironically, American Werewolf in London would have been better for the top dog phrasing. But uh, <laughs> but that one's up there. Um, have you seen American Werewolf? I haven't seen it. You might like it. Um, of course, when we're recording, that's when my brain decides to go on vacation and I forget every horror comedy no, I've that's, ever that's, seen. That's exactly what I thought when you asked me the question. <laughs> and as soon as I'm like driving home from this, I'm going to be like... Just have that, uh, that oh, jerk store moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come up with 20 on the ride home. I'm going to be like, no! <laughs> You're going to call me screaming with a recorder in your other hand. Exactly. <laughs> Railing off movies. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. Yeah, let's do it. What would you classify scary movie as? Man, I don't, I don't even know, honestly. Like, on the surface, it's a horror comedy, but it don't feel like one, if that makes sense. For me, at least. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. My first thought was just, I think this is a good question, because so often people are kind of like tying back to scary movies. Big influence, you know? Yeah. So kind of stepping back and being like, hey, what is this thing? Uh... It's a good question, but yeah, no, like it definitely, like for lack of a better word, it's like stupid scream, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the 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 type of comedy being used is not you know as esteemed right. in most circles, right? No, exactly. But because... it is still like you know just generally like a horror subversive comedy movie. I gotcha. And it's funny because it's subverting the movie that subverted the genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying... No, I would say, like, because Scary Movie inspired a bunch of spoof movies. Yes. Like, the Scary Movie franchise and, like, mm -hmm. this is not a teen movie or something like that. Or epic movie or, like, these movies. And I'm not saying that the disappearance of spoof movies cause the country to go to shit i'm just saying spoof movies disappeared and the country went to shit you can draw your own conclusion oh man maybe ch chicken or the egg maybe though right fair which <laughs> that's fair which one caused the other we'll never know well i guess now's a good time to get into the zombie of it all and really try and unpack why zombies work so well for the horror the horror comedy because um i think the big main one is Shaun of the dead which we'll get into but like there's some 80s movies that are zombie movies but they're horror comedies i don't know if you heard of these but it's like return of the living dead that's like a whole thing mm -hmm. and i guess like well reanimator's not really zombies but it kind of is but that's like a dark, like a black comedy kind of horror movie. These are deep cuts, but so it's not like Shaun of the Dead did it first. But I feel like Shaun of the Dead really, it was the first to break like true mainstream, if that makes sense. For uh, zombie horror comedies. Okay. Or yeah. kind of zombie, like what? it brought what? back zombie what? movies too. What year was Shaun of the Dead, do you know? Uh, 2004. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't think of a 
zombie horror comedy before that, but like also I was ten when that came out. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I think Shaun of the Dead is critical for bringing zombie backs uh, zombies back because like I think it's the mixture of that Twenty Eight Days Later and uh, the Resident Evil video games. Sure. Without those three, I don't think we get into this golden age of zombie cinema that we're in mostly due to the walking dead yeah i was, I was gonna ask you uh you gotta know this better than me like where, where does walking dead like fit into that like arc wise like is that like a result of the zombie renaissance or is it a part of it more or like what i think you'll get like different answers from different people but okay. from my understanding of it like the initial golden age of zombie movies is like the george a romero trilogy right Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead, which is 60s through 80s. Then zombies kind of just went away. And then we get this pre-Renaissance or like the comeback with 28 Days Later, Shaun of the Dead. I forgot to mention this earlier, but Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which came out in the same year as Shaun of the Dead, which is fun to say, Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead. Like that's just fun to say. Um, And then like Resident Evil, that brought zombies back. But I think the true zombie zombie renaissance is The Walking Dead. Like in terms it, of being like main, main, mainstream, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Because once The Walking Dead hits, zombies just explode and we get everything, if I remember correctly. Because I think Zombieland came out around the same time as... Because Walking Dead is 2009, I think. And Zombieland, I know, is 2009. Or maybe Walking Dead's 2010 and Zombieland kind of, like, happened to release just before Walking Dead made it mainstream. But, like, we get movies like World War Z, Warm Bodies. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was coming more in video games, too. There was, a, yeah. you know, like, Dead Rising, Left for Dead. Those right. a similar time frame. Uh, Train to Busan. Yep, yep. Like, zombies are international. And I guess they've always been international. Mm-hmm. But, like, everyone's doing zombie movies, and they're doing it great. <laughs> sure, sure. I do think Walking Dead is what caused zombies to just... Because there's, like, zombie conventions and zombie bar crawls. Yeah, it's, what like, brought it to, like, rock star status. Yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess Shaun of the Dead and, like, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead and, like, Resident Evil 28 Days Later, those brought the zombie renaissance but the walking dead is what made it like the thing if that makes sense yeah no i got you but i do give a lot of credit to Shaun of the dead because one that's just a great movie and i think it works as i think that's a movie that works in every in both the horror the comedy and the dramatic components I know I said both and then gave three. Just found a third angle. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's it's a comedy that really interests me for this film. Because one is just hilarious. Absolutely. I think it holds up pretty well, which a lot of 2000s comedies don't for me. No, I'm 100% with you. I think what Shaun of the Dead does really well to kind of like find this find this through line between zombies and comedy is in Shaun of the Dead I feel like the zombies have a thematic purpose to the story of that film because like it's kind of like that film um Shaun's kind of like a slacker who's living his life on autopilot metaphorically he's a zombie and the film's about him 
having to realize he needs to live his life. He uh-huh. needs to make changes. And the actual zombies are kind of like a manifestation of that theme, If that make, to me, yeah. if that makes sense. No, I think that's a, a solid interpretation because, like, I mean, that first thing where you're saying his uh, sort of zombie lifestyle, like, that, that's one of, like, the funniest things to me is just the whole, like, first act of the movie is just him not noticing the zombie invasion slowly beginning right right? (laughs) and like as an audience we see the clear signs we're like he's just going about his day yeah it's just more and more in your face but yeah you know like he sees them walking and it's the same thing he thinks he's doing you know right i mean yeah it kind of feeds your point and then there's that great gag where in the beginning of the film, or near the beginning at least, it's that one shot of him walking through the town to go to the store across yeah, the exactly street. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking yeah. about here. And then walk, doing that again, and there's blood splatter. He slips on the blood at one point. <laughs> and it's just such a funny gag. But yeah, I think that's part of what makes the comedy work, right? Is um, because of the zombie aspect of the story there's a lot of subversion of zombie tropes there's a lot of play on zombie tropes because um i think shawn of the dead works on a what's the word meadow level it knows that the audience knows zombies it knows zombie movies yeah it doesn't have to explain what a zombie is and because it knows that the audience is aware of zombies the film gets to play with that mm-hmm no, that's another uh, a moment I really like in the movie where the ones like start saying zombie and then the other one like stops him and he's like, oh, like, don't say that because, yeah, like that is something I've thought should happen in a real life zombie invasion. Like while I'm watching a zombie thing, I'm like, oh, like we just all agreed that these are zombies. No one's contested it. No one's lived in denial. So, yeah, I mean, I- honestly, that's kind of getting to see the progression of it is cool but that also is what lets you have you know these stupid characters in the (laughs) invasion rather than people who could reasonably survive a long time right i also love the um aspect of trying to wait out the whole thing in a pub (laughs) (laughs) because i think part of the appeal of the zombie story is it is an apocalyptic scenario Mm -hmm. and i think people like to fantasize of what they would do in an apocalyptic scenario not me i i would die no i'm i'm with you i I don't like (laughs) fantasizing about it but that is uh i think that's a little at the core of you know why people like zombies but also what makes zombie comedy work uh the biggest thing i was kind of thinking about Mm -hmm. was in more seriously toned zombie stuff you know like people are generally very efficient and it's you know the vibe is like one mistake and like it's a close call or you're done kind of deal like every time yeah and you know movies don't always show the real life stuff but just showing the real life stuff during a zombie invasion it's just automatically funny it's just a good juxtaposition you know like someone has to tie their shoe while zombies are chasing them like that's funny right that's not like <laughs> it's just <laughs> just the silly stuff you can do uh <laughs> no no I, I just remember the joke <laughs> where he's like uh he's like we have 30 bullets and he's like no call him shells <laughs> <And he cracks. laughs> like, like the idea of someone being concerned about that while you're actively fighting a zombie like I don't right. know, it just, like, right it's just funny oh <laughs> i also like the little gag i guess it's a uh, kind of foreshadowing earlier in the movie nick frost's character is like 
playing video games and like Simon Pegg's character Sean. I remember that yeah, name. That's that's an easy one. <laughs> He's kinda like doing like turn left, uh, reload, up top, nice shot, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh later in the movie when they're in the pub, Sean is like shooting the zombies and Nick Frost is I don't remember his character's name. But uh, he's doing like the yeah. the whole like reload on your left, like that sort of thing. And I just think that's a funny gag, but also like a really cool character um, moment mm-hmm. for both of them. Because uh, it's something you don't really see in too many zombie movies, let alone zombie comedies or zombies. But um, zombie, it's a, it's a thing. I'm gonna make it a thing, <laughs> but uh, it's that buddy that buddy comedy aspect too. Yeah, where it's like Zombieland has that a little bit. No, I mean I think they all. I mean the the community episode and zombie like. Oh yeah, Z- yeah. Zombieland it doesn't. It's not as it doesn't have like a like as powerful as like a you know like a co arc between just two characters. But it's 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 because it's a little more of an ensemble. You right. Know? Uh, but there there is. A lot of, kind of sort of buddy comedy action between Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg's characters. Right. And then, you know, in Community, you have you have Troy and Abed. They have their quick buddy comedy moment as, yeah. as they're going down. And it also helps that that's part of a show where they're buddy, they're established buddies at that point. Yes, yes. Yeah. No. So it's strengthened by being in a show. I just want to point out, I love how I said Shaun of the Dead did something really unique. And then we found the through line between the three, <laughs> the three films we picked. So I'm like, oh, I, that's what I get for pulling that out of my ass. <laughs> it's not like you know, it's not Toy Story level like friendship arc, but right. it's a lot closer to Toy Story than the other ones would be. Okay, <laughs> that that makes me feel better. But it's like I guess the more serious zombie films are usually they don't have that focus on friendships yeah absolutely like it's a group and if there's like pairings it's always like romantic relationships right right yeah because like the walking dead like there'd be pairing like all the times but it's either it's either these people don't get along but they have to survive together or it's like these people get along and they're gonna fuck I don't even know if that's true anymore. I stopped watching The Walking Dead in like season three. Season three. That's that's a pretty early drop. Yeah. It's I, it's not the show's fault. It's just me being bad with television. Uh, I mean, it was eventually the show's fault for most people. So I, don't know. I, I didn't get that far. But so yeah, it's I mean, on me. <laughs> I mean, but it sounds. I mean, you might have saved yourself some, some trouble though. Eh, maybe. I, I guess I there was I mean, a some, some, some people get really hung up on like not liking things when they finish them but I don't know. it doesn't seem to be a concern for you which is good honestly well it's not like i never disliked the show i never loved it but i never disliked it sure it just i kind of fell off it i didn't feel the draw to it i guess at some point there's a tiger and that's cool so i missed out on that i don't know yeah. if you watch that's the walking what's made dead, me think but... is pe- people in walking i've heard a complaint about the walking dead where oh geez i just like hit my knee whatever uh, i've heard a complaint about the walking dead that like people shoot way too accurately in it and they're like oh like it's not realistic but it's it, this is kind of the exact juxtaposition i was talking about earlier mm-hmm. of like why right uh like like in a lot of ways uh zombie comedies feel more realistic and really the place where that might deviate is just like really funny zombie kills 
Right. But like, it's just that's just generally good slapstick. So it's straight. But but do you get what I was saying? No, I do. I just my thing is like to that criticism on The Walking Dead. If your show's running for like ten years, they're all gonna be like. <laughs> uh like yeah no, call of I duty mean, no the, scopers by sure, the end sure. of it like yeah no, I mean, there's there, there's a lot of ways you can talk about it but exactly that's the other thing i was saying is like like it's also yeah. like a point in zombie land like it opens where like you know the whole thing is like i survived because you know like i'm smart i made all these right. rules and right like, so like the people alive yeah. in the walking dead at that point have you know have or have developed skills to still be alive at that point because they're alive for years at that point yes look at me defending a show i don't even care about (laughs) (laughs) my mom's a huge walking dead fan so she's gonna be so excited to hear me uh go into bat for it (laughs) that's fun (laughs) but yeah it's not a bad show by any means i just i don't know i think she has a bit of disappointment of uh me falling off that's how I know I'm a good son, where that's where the disappointment lies. <laughs> I think I did everything else okay, <laughs> but uh, I fell off the walking dad, so. <laughs> but yeah, back to Shaun of the Dead before we go, go into zombie land, because I feel like we're about to go there soon. I think, to your point of like them being more realistic, I know that Shaun of the Dead is a little, like, not cartoony, but, like, it's definitely stylistic, but I feel like it's one of the most, like, that's how people would be, like, realistic reactions. Yeah, I agree, because, like, like, I was saying, like, like Zombieland has those slapstick kills I was kind of talking yeah. about. Sha- Shaun of the Dead does not quite have that. Or, like, the version it has is grounded in, like, the silly awkwardness of it and not how cool it is. Right. And, like, there's the scene where they're um beating the bartender with uh, the zombie bartender, not just a bartender, to uh, Queens Don't Stop Me Now. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just more of style. Like, that's a little cinematic. Yep. Stylistic choice, which if he didn't do it to the musicality of the song, that would be very realistic. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I honestly, like, I'm a drummer, but I accidentally do things in rhythm of music all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be that crazy. Right. As a, as a drummer, does it excite you when you see movie scenes like that are like rhythmically planned out like that i think it depends i say generally yes but i've definitely you know seen like kind of dissatisfying swings at it okay because edgar wright i i feel is really good no i at that yeah no edgar wright's uh general use of music i'm i'm pretty happy with it as a musician i think baby driver is fantastic this has nothing to do with zombies but it kind of has a little bit to do with horror and also it's my show i talk about whatever i want um but my favorite gag in baby driver is that whole michael myers uh (laughs) (laughs) that's a really funny gag like i think that might be one of my i think that might be like one of my favorite comedic moments in like (laughs) any movie oh a really (laughs) i don't know if it's my favorite but it's one of my favorite gags uh kicking back over to shot of the dead yeah. When, like, the record shatters and they realize they could be using records to fight zombies. <gasps> and then they're, like, skimming through it, like, deciding which ones they should yeah. throw. <laughs> That's oh. so funny. <laughs> and I think at one point he throws one. It's like, oh, that was, a, that was like a first print. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. 
I think it's right before that scene, or it might be part of the same scene. But I love when, like, that zombie lady is in his backyard, and he's trying to reason with her because he doesn't realize yes. there's zombies yet. And he's like, I forget exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of, like, back up, please. I don't want to have to use physical fort or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a zombie, and he's talking to it, like... And then he, like, lightly shoves her, and she falls on, like, this spike. <laughs> and it's so gross, and that makes it funnier. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. That's also what it took for him to realize they were zombies, right? Right. Like, she had to get back up after getting impaled. And it's, like, this massive hole that you could see through. <laughs> If I remember correctly, it's like the camera's behind, and we're looking at yes, Sean, they, and they give you a yeah, shot through her, yeah, of them through her, <laughs> her stomach. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie uh, in general. I would I'd recommend it to pretty much anyone. Oh yeah, I think it's interesting because to make I think one of the core aspects of a zombie film is gore. Sure. And gore could be very useful in comedy because that's like gross out humor. And I think Shaun of the Dead does it really well. Yeah, I agree. Because it's a gross movie. No, there there are, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have good tolerance for that. But, you know, I was I was smiling while I did it at least <laughs> watching this movie. And it's like it's hard to do, you know, mm -hmm. to have that. Um, I think it's because that gore is so over the top. Mm -hmm. When it comes to gore, you have to have that tonal balance. Because if there's too much, it's just funny. But if you're making a horror comedy, then paint the walls red. <laughs> <laughs> but like one of my favorite gore moments in Shaun of the Dead is when Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are like plastered walking home from uh what's the pub's name? Winchester. The Winchester. I almost said McLaren's. I'm like that's a that's a how I met your mother bar. That is. Um the Winchester, that's right. Because uh I'm like I know it's a gun and I know it's not McLaren's, but why am I thinking that one? Anyways, uh <laughs> they're plastered walking home from the Winchester. And when they're walking to, you see that couple making out. Yes. But they're walking back, and it's, like, revealed that, like, she's zomb a zombie and eating his <laughs> neck. And then his head just kind of, like, falls halfway oh, off. Yeah. It is, <laughs> oh, it's so gross because it, it doesn't go all the way. It just does, like, that lean back. And it's, like, ugh. And it's in the background. You don't really see the – it's just so gross, and it's so funny. And then um the one – What's you know the asshole that's like I should be in love with Liz and it's like you have an actual girlfriend dude yeah yeah who you're saying all this mm -hmm. shit in front of he gets it good because he gets like torn open and it's like the, oh ugh. no that's what like <laughs> but yeah no they they you know take the time to earn how satisfying that gore is right yeah <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry but like 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 a part of why it's funny is the character right yeah yeah and his girlfriend deserved better. Yeah. The act the actor, the actress. I forget those characters' yeah, all, names. All, all women deserve better than that guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she was so nice. Like, that's a character I genuinely liked. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you doing her dirty? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that film, classic. I love it. Uh, moving on to Zombieland. So from 2004 and 2000 to 2009, a five-year difference. Zombieland, I feel, has a very different tone than Shaun of the Dead, but they're both very funny. Mm -hmm. And that might have to do with the differences between British and American humor. 
Yes, I would say that for sure. Edgar Wright's also like somewhat stylized in general, right? Yeah. Uh, so that really kind of elevates or punctuates that difference. But no, absolutely. Uh, comedy, especially in movies, uh, you know, it tends to like be shot in ways that's like very friendly to improv. Yeah. Uh, and it's often at the expense of you know intricate visual gags basically which Zombieland gets to kind of have its cake and eat it too on that because you know the zombies give you a lot of the kind of great pre-planned stuff um, right there's also all of his rules that he has they have the, the like visual the graphics, element yeah. to it that kind of punctuate all of them uh which yeah like introing with that too that's like a great way to litter that throughout the movie so yeah, but no, you know, it gets that sort of improv-y hangout vibe, but it also gets to do a little more calculated stuff than I would say the average like American-made comedy does. Yeah, especially when especially like a, like yeah. a wide-released movie like with stars in it. You know, right? Granted, those guys aren't necessarily comedy stars, but they're also like, and at the time they weren't, with the exception of Woody Harrelson, none of them were really stars. Yes. I guess Abigail Breslin would have been, like, the second most famous person at that time. Because it's, like, pre-Social Network, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg, pre-Spider-Man, yeah, Birdman, I was trying to, Birdman, I was trying to think if I Emma saw Stone. Jesse Eisenberg in anything before that. I should have looked that up. Um, but, God, where were we? What are, what are we talking about? Zombieland? We're talking about Zombieland. The only thing I saw Jesse Eisenberg in before Zombieland was Cursed, which is a werewolf movie i don't know why i said it like you would know that but (laughs) go on (laughs) but um (laughs) but um yeah i just want to say i think it's really fun that zombie land has this really great ensemble of four before they all got like i guess what am i trying to say they got jesse eisenberg and emma stone before they were like oscar (laughs) yeah nominated (laughs) uh jesse eisenberg was nominated for Social Network, right? I, I don't follow the Oscars closely enough to tell you, honestly. Oh. Well, I know Emma Stone was nominated. I know, I'm, I'm positive Emma Stone is yeah. nominated. As a, yeah, Did she win? Oscar. I couldn't I think that. she won for a lot. I, I know she is at least Oscar nominated. I, I don't, do not know if she's a winner. I don't have my phone with um, Ami right now, so uh, I can't look it up, but I'm pretty sure Emma Stone viewer, Viewers can, or not viewers, listeners, not camera. Listeners, can, <laughs> they can figure it out themselves. Yeah, you you guys got the they're, Google. They're listening to this on something that can get them the answer <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, making you do homework, guys. Um, <laughs> um, something that I think is very funny to me about Zombieland is that the story basically just moves from uh, the two girls deciding to dip. They're just like, eh. Time to ditch them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just how they move locations. It's how the story moves. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> like you were saying, like Shaun of the Dead feels like it hits the marks on everything. Right. This, it's like you know, it's it's here for the jokes. It's not great. It's not terrible, but you know, it's just it's backdrop for all this other fun stuff we're doing. Yeah, and it's like it's a fine like hot summer day crack a cold one open with the boys and watch Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Like, Shaun of the Dead is kind of more like a prestige horror comedy. No, but, um, like, Shaun of the Dead's, like, rightfully considered a masterpiece, and Zombieland is more like, it's a lazy Sunday, mm-hmm. just hanging out, put on Zombieland, like, have, have 
fun, you know? Yeah, no, I'm saying like 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 you were getting kind of snotty about genre earlier. <laughs> it does kind of just feel like a comedy with zombies, you know? Like if it wasn't funny, it would definitely be very boring. Shaun of the Dead could potentially be compelling without being funny. You know I, I see, yeah. Because yeah, Shaun of the Dead works as a drama. Yeah, the the yeah the, the drama and and the horror are both there much yeah. much more strongly, I think. Whereas I I to your point, I don't think but Zombie I, Land works as a drama. Yeah, no, that's yeah. That's exactly and if what it I'm don't saying. work as a drama, it won't work as a horror. No, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's honestly like yeah, I you know I'm not I'm not the expert here, but <laughs> it did not uh, it it hardly felt like a horror movie to me. Like the bare, bare, bare minimum. Like it has jump scares. Exactly. And zombies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would consider it a horror comedy, but like it's very light on the horror. I think you're right. But I do think the film does a good job of getting you to care about the four characters. Because where it lacks plot lot, plot-wise... No, that's what it makes up more character. There, there's only yeah. actually like six characters that talk in zombie land i didn't remember that until i rewatched it yeah i didn't realize that either it's like it's... i think i think technically seventh because uh the guy that plays ned schneebly is the, yeah oh yeah the yeah, gas yeah station attendant uh i always remember he, he gets <laughs> i think like a quick line in there but you know it's mostly yeah. them four bill murray's got some lines uh Amber Heard's got some lines. I forgot she was. Yeah, in no, that. that's what also I was like. Oh yeah, it is Amber Heard in this movie. Yeah. I I was when I watched that for this episode, I was like, huh, that's like everything going on now. Seeing yes. her in this movie, I was of, like, yes, of the times. Huh. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about those mixed feelings. I like. I don't know what's going on with the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, Amber, Amber, oh my God, Amber Heard trial. I I see it going on because you, you can't you escape said it. Ambi, I was like, how how tight are you guys? You're calling her Amber. <laughs> not at all, not at all. But, but like, no, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I purposely don't pay attention to it. But it's everywhere. But it you is can't everywhere. escape it. And I think I'm about to escape it. I put on Zombieland, <laughs> and there she is. In this movie where there's only seven speaking rules, <laughs> like, I'm not paying attention to the trial. I don't know who's right or who's wrong. All I know is, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know. But knowing you don't know is uh, <laughs> virtuous. That's good. So I don't have an opinion on it because I don't know. That being said, it was weird to see Amber Heard in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. But yeah, the Bill Murray cameo is fun. I think that's where a lot of like the generic American comedy camera setups are. Yes, absolutely. Cuz that's where the most improv is. Oh, cer- certainly. It always makes me laugh really hard when they're like talking. He's like, "Oh yeah, I wear this makeup to kind of, I like to do stuff. Um zombies don't attack other zombies so I can get around." And like Emma Stone's character is just like, "You know, you look like Eddie Van Halen." He goes, oh, I saw Eddie Van Halen the other day at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, yeah, how's he doing? He's a zombie. (laughs) And it's like that line, that casual line delivery is so funny. It makes me sad now, but um, (laughs) rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, No, it's 
It's good. Though, but that yeah. line delivery is so funny. 100%. Yes. <laughs> it's just so nonchalant and it, make, <laughs> it cracks me up. And I think a lot of the comedy held up for me. Not all of it. A lot of it is that very mean-spirited 2000 like 2000s humor. Uh-huh. But I think because it has four strong characters a lot of the comedy works because a lot of the comedy is between the interactions. Plus, zombie splat stick is always going to... I meant to say slapstick, but I said splat, and it just ended up working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> splat stick coined that. Uh, that's always going to work. But, like, the heart of that film is with those four. And that heart holds, it holds up. So I think it works as a comedy. I don't know. Woody Harrelson's really good in it. Mm-hmm. I'm also a Woody Harrelson stan, so oh, what, what, I think he's good great. in everything. I was thinking about uh, <laughs> in all his car scenes. Where I'm like, I was like, this was this was his uh, his true detective training. We check out all these just <laughs> little. He's driving, and <laughs> the guy in the passenger seat is saying stuff that annoys him, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he got the true detective scripts. I'm like, I've done this before. <laughs> I, I know exactly what I need to bring to the table. <laughs> That's funny. Have you seen the second Zombieland? No, I have not seen that. I saw that when it came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It's fine. I think it would have benefited not coming out 10 years after the first one. Because it feels like it could have easily, that story that they came up with, could have easily have been like two or three no. years after interesting yeah i definitely kind of assumed the story would be more anchored to the time jump so that's interesting it um to its credit they the characters are still strong but it feels like it's uh, how do i want to say it not every aspect of Zombieland holds up after like 13 years sure and the second zombie land felt like the first zombie land in terms of tone and comedy. Yeah, so it <laughs> it feels old and like yeah. not a good way. Right. I mean, I enjoyed the movie, yeah. but whereas Zombie Land felt fresh mm-hmm. when it came out, this one felt like very old. <laughs> and I think it's a little weird, but it was fine. Something that did not age well of that first zombie movie zombie movie of the first zombie land movie is the whole jesse eisenberg narrating the whole thing mm-hmm. i don't know why but that just annoyed me when i watched it i think it's really distracting does he do narration in the second one i'm gonna be honest i don't remember well i mean it sounds like it was <laughs> less distracting than at least if it was i really i think he does in the bookends but it, uh-huh. if he does it throughout the whole movie i don't remember and in all fairness, I didn't remember him narrating throughout the whole first Zombieland movie until I watched it uh, last night. And I'm like, I don't know. It could be because my tastes have changed since high school, but that kind of bugged me. That being said, like, I still think the movie's pretty fun, pretty good. Mm-hmm. It didn't ruin the movie, but I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't think that aspect um, aged very well, if that makes sense. Or maybe I just grown to not like narration. Yeah, so I guess I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of teetering between. I don't know if people like 
and or use narration less now than they did then. I'm with you in the sense that it doesn't bring a lot to the table, right? Like the advantages of it are generally either like you can transmit information to, you know, the audience directly, which is usually to like kind of help the story move. But like, as we've said, the story is relatively secondary in this movie. I know it does kind of seamlessly link in like a major flashback or two. But besides when it does that, yeah, you know, like, I don't think there's, like, there's not tons of, like, funny jokes, like, littered throughout his monologue or anything like that. Right. It's like, the beginning and the ends are great for that, you know? I'm just specifically thinking of one part where it's like, Woody Harrelson's talking about eating a Twinkie or something. Gotta enjoy the little things. And then Jesse Eisenberg, like, writes it in his notebook. And then he has the narrating monologue like, you know, I got to hand it to him. Got to enjoy the little things. And I'm just thinking to myself, I see you writing it in the notebook. I get that. <laughs> I get you just learned something from him. But I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you. I guess, yeah. I'm just not confident if it's the general critique of narration or if it is uh, actual, you know, dating. I guess it wouldn't be a dating thing because, like... A dated thing because like I can't remember other movies from that time period all the narration it was pro- it's probably just my taste changing there's a clown zombie that's kind of scary they do a good job with like the makeup effects in zombie land mm-hmm. I think Shaun of the Dead's gorier yeah, I believe you're right but there's some creative kills in zombie land yes like the piano one is really <laughs> funny <laughs> I, it's just very like <laughs> sudden. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the whole the whole Zombie Land vibe is just like have fun with it, you know. Like the movie right. is named after like being like a zombie theme park. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> right, and that's where. And it's like we we're talking about how zombie comedies tend to be very realistic, but this one is almost more like a cartoon at points. I say that as a compliment. Yes. Yeah. The, the Shaun of the Dead is thriving and showing like realism. But yeah, this right. this one, I agree. Like, uh, I think like, I think they, they play on like Jesse Eisenberg being kind of like an awkward dude, like here or there. But the, the core of it is much more comic booky. You're right. And it's like, I, I'm specifically thinking of Woody Harrelson's character, like mowing, like killing hundreds of zombies in the theme park which isn't necessarily unrealistic given that these are survivors who have been surviving Um, for it's unrealistic because they're zombies (laughs) (laughs) right no (laughs) no no no, that's fair that's fair (laughs) i'm sorry i just want my zombie movie to be you know realistic the zombie movie wasn't grounded enough for me but yeah no i'm 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 with you i thought about that too like as he was doing it It, 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 it's a that's where it gets kind of like that's where you notice like this film doesn't necessarily want to be it's more about the spectacle of the action than it is no no jokes take precedence over everything else in this movie like 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 to me you know it should be very obvious that like jesse eisenberg's gonna shoot bill murray like when he surprises him in the zombie makeup right like the viewers gotta know that's coming 
Because well, that's like a realistic reaction. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like it's 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 funny because like it's goofy and you get to see it happen, you know? Right. Oh my god, when he's when he's like having that long final breath, <laughs> and Emma Stone just like chuckles. <laughs> that part is so funny. <laughs> Do you have any regrets? Garfield. <laughs> I think a through line between Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland is they have very strong characters. Uh, very strong, very likable characters that are all very like. But there's like good conflict with them too. I'm I'm definitely more impressed with the character conflict in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, because I mean that's. Yeah, that's the, that's the the drama we were talking about, you know. Right, and it's not as like strong in Zombieland. Yeah, I mean Z- Zombieland's but... set up almost like more sitcommy, where you know, like you're set to understand the characters quickly. Uh, right. So you can you can kind of you know there's they 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 use character based humor sometimes, which is harder to do in movies. But I do think there's a lot of, like, a lot of the comedy in Zombieland comes from these characters being, like, very different. Sure. Like, just a juxtaposition yep. between badass Woody Harrelson and um, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of humor coming from those two playing off of each other. Yeah. No, I agree. It's It's very, you know, there's... And I guess conflict is the wrong word, but just like the very different characters. Yeah, just the way the characters bump off each other. Yeah. Uh, because they do have these kind of extra. Yeah, I mean, they, they made, a, granted, Emma Stone and her sister are kind of a pairing in this context. So, like, yeah. they made three, like, you know, distinct but, like, reasonable survivors. Like, those are your right. sort of core and, like, players for, here. Yeah. For me, one of the funniest gags or jokes is. In the road trip montage where they're all like taking turns driving, there's so many great moments in that montage. And two, I'm thinking of have to do with um, Abigail Breslin's character, but she, uh, <laughs> when Woody Harrelson's driving and she's trying to explain Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was that, that was that would have me thinking a lot. Like, that's what, like. Like, in her world, Hannah Montana doesn't exist anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, it's very much a thing of the past in, like, a destroyed civilization kind of way. So, like, yeah, still having, like, your brain committed to caring about Hannah Montana in that context is both funny and wild to think about. Right. But it's, like, it's it's almost like a coping mechanism, I guess. Yeah, maybe? you're, like, you're like regrounding yeah. yourself in, you know, pre-zombie world. And then when they're teaching her how to drive, <laughs> and she's like, this is literally the first time I've driven. <laughs> and they're all giving her different advice. No, that, I just think that's funny. No, yeah, that, that, that's very, like, family vibe almost. Right. They're all just yelling at the kid, yeah. And that's kind of like the core of Zombieland is like, sometimes you have to find your family, and that's cool too. Mm-hmm. And Zombieland's not as strong in, like, the thematics as, say, Shaun of the Dead. But in all fairness, not a lot of movies are as strong as mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead in any aspect. Yeah. So, but I do think Zombieland has a clear theme in the comedy kind of like... I think a difference between Shaun of the Dead and Zombieland is the zombies feel central to the theme of Shaun of the Dead. 
Whereas in Zombie Land, they're just part of the setting. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's I feel like that's kind of what we were saying when we started talking about this movie. Yeah. Which I feel like means we should go over to <laughs> uh community epidemiology. Yes. So what do you, what do you got for me there? So for everyone listening, community is my favorite show all time. Second and none. It's just like so when the opportunity to talk about this like came mm-hmm. up, I'm like, yes. Like, of course. I think what makes well they they're never explicitly like stated as zombies, right? But they're zombies. Yeah, so kind of the thing I was talking about, like people acknowledging they're zombies. Like, right. like, like people call them zombies, but like they're not actually zombies. They're behaving zombie-like, so people call them zombies, basically. Right. Right, but like what was going on in the sh- like? It's like bizarrely like a very dark episode, actually. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> if you think about like, it, like, like they, they basically like were turned into zombies by presumably like a failed lab experiment that accidentally got leaked. Right. And then the army was about to just like murder everyone. Just be like, just just pack it up, guys. And like the disease that they get from eating uh, the wait no whatever it was. Uh, I think the dean calls it the taco meat. <laughs> yes, he, calls, he says it looks like taco meat, and they're trying to figure out what it is. But no, honestly, some, something that really uh, kind of stuck with me, like in this and Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead, since you, you know, see that inciting incident uh, of the zombie invasion, not of the, the fiction, Yeah, uh, is juxtaposing some of that stuff with, like, global COVID responses is very interesting to me. Mm. Like, you know, like I'm not as convinced you there there would be those levels of like unison and stuff, you know. Mm. Like I feel like a lot of things would have got a lot crazier in Shaun of the Dead, like faster. You know, like I feel like they might have got their house like robbed before things were even yeah. moving, you know. But derailing a little bit. <laughs> in the community episode, I think it makes that um inciting an incident on a small scale like it combines yeah, it no, to it, greendale it, it, it gets completely packed in right it's yeah it doesn't even get that far but you you do kind of see more of that chaos like you know like like rich and britta like both get bit and they're just like oh like I thought I was special, right? You're like, special. like, like, like there would be way more people doing that in real life. Oh yeah, than you tend to see in zombie movies. Pe- right, pe- people are way too straight about it, and like everyone's like acting in their own self interest. So they're just yeah. One thing I want to say about Community is I, I was surprised that it was not as like zombie or even horror focused in the references as it was like like i thought it would have been a little more tailored to it like just going off memory but the references are just still pretty general for the most part like you know totally like the same stuff community does like the 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 one i remember the most always is the the star wars reference (laughs) uh like when troy and abed are escaping and troy lifts or no abed lifts Troy up to get through the right. window <laughs> and like he sees that Ovid can't go and he's just like I love you it's like I know and it's like it's honestly it's like right. it's like more dramatic than it is in Star Wars it's amazing <laughs> uh, 
and it, it has its fair share of reference. I think that episode of Community. Oh, and by the way, listeners, if you don't watch Community, like you're gonna be hella confused. Sure. But um, <laughs> like I don't know, like if you don't know Troy, Abed, Greta, Jeff, like that's on you. At watch the show, amazing. Anyways, I think yeah, it's pretty light on the references, but I think it it reminds me of the. Oh, chicken. there's also. Sorry, Abed is like like Troy. You got to be the first black man to make it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh that, 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 that that's a good horde. <laughs> well, that leads me where I where, where I want to say because I feel like it might not be too heavy on like the references, but it's very plain with the tropes of horror and mm-hmm. it's structured. Um, um, yeah, on like the broader unspoken level, right? Because yep. like um, Abed is dressed as the xenomorph. So there's a reference there, more so playing with the um, like the tropes and the structure of a zombie movie mm-hmm. and of horror because there's that great gag of like the cat jump scare um, and they're walking through the scary basement and like the cat keeps <laughs> jumping uh, back and forth and I think I think. <laughs> I think uh, Jeff, I think he goes. Yeah, um, Jeff just changes his mind. He wants to find the cat. Right. <laughs> Who's throwing this cat? Which, you know, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the way things go down in community feels so much more grounded. Like after, like, the real life COVID experience where just everyone's right. priorities go a million different ways and everyone's hard-headed about it. It's crazy. I love how when the whole school is infected, they're all still like displaying their character traits, but in like zombie form. Yeah, like which... Jeff is just hitting his phone because he'd be <laughs> texting, and he is kind of like pl- like writing scribbles on her book because she would be taking but notes. Exactly. That's you no know, like it's it is interesting to me that zombies. You know, all, all three of these have different takes on zombies because yeah, every you know unless it's ultra generic no backstory there's generally different takes on zombies but even then like you know there could just be variants like in how smart those zombies are how fast they move right yeah you know like in in Shaun of the dead isn't that that's one where there it was like it's like spoken in the plot about how like the person's not the person anymore right right i'm pretty sure maybe i'm misremembering but like like in community like you're saying like yeah like they all are like retaining personality because like in reality like they just are getting very sick to a point that could be brain damaging yeah Um, and shawn of the dead like you're right they make it explicitly clear like that's not the same person because shawn has to shoot his mom which is extremely dark but it's just like she's not your mom anymore and it's and that's like and then in community, it's like, no, that's still Jeff. That's still <laughs> Annie. Zombieland doesn't really play with that philosophy. So yeah, we I can. Mean, there's, you know. And that, I guess, only, is another there, I mean, variation. The, there's Amber Heard. That's the only character you see as like a human and a zombie, you know? Right. And like her personality was being caught. So she still got it. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was what a character was for. <laughs> well, right. Exactly. For, like, community. All right, so we mentioned in Shaun of the Dead that amazing Don't Stop Me Now sequence. Community has one of my favorite uses of a song in any TV show episode Mm -hmm. with this. And most of Community's episodes, they're good with music. But the 
the fucking Mamma Mia plane during uh, the zombie 100%. outbreak. <laughs> no, I know it's a thing where it's like he used like the whole budget for the season on all the, the songs for that episode. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a very funny juxtaposition the entire time. And it works really well because there's like that anticipation to the do 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 before it goes into like the, <laughs> and it just works so well for that build up when the songs like in full Mamma Mia. That's when all the mayhem <laughs> is happening. So you get yes. that tension and build up, but then it's like this amazing <laughs> um, juxtaposition once both elements are in play, and I love it. I just think it's so funny. And that episode of Community, it's one of my favorite episodes of Community, but it has this amazing, amazing line where Shirley is being harassed by zombie uh, Leonard who wants to bite her. And <laughs> she pushes him back. He goes, Leonard, I'm a Christian woman. You know better. And he still tries to bite her. And she goes, you better back that ass up before I'm, what what's she say? Because he's dressed up like a pumpkin. And she's just like, you better back that ass up before I make a pie. And <laughs> zombie Leonard just walks away. And it's, I love yeah, no, that's, that line. That's like, no, it's very emblematic of what I love about the show. Just <laughs> like very fast things like that. That's, right. They just, they just brush over like <laughs> nonsense like quips and stuff and it's like and something i love about the show is it's like all their quips are like they're like character based because part of what makes that funny is like shirley goes for the whole christian thing and then she's like no i will <laughs> i was like boom <laughs> and it's just amazing yes i, I agree and uh like we kind of talked about earlier, community the com- community episode kind of gets the benefit of having strong characters from, you know, the previous season and a half. I think this was season two. Mm-hmm. All the jokes in this episode and, like, most episodes of community are character-based. And that kind of ties it with the comedy in Zombieland. A lot of the comedy in Shaun of the Dead... And you get your zombie slapstick humor. Like, I think a gag I love is, I forget why, but Chang throws. No, he that's, throws that's exactly the, what I was thinking of. Is yeah. Something like this obviously doesn't have like gore or anything because right. they're not actually killing the zombies. And it's but also. Chang, like Chang's TV. wearing the ice. Chang has the ice skates. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you got to take out the head. And he just throws the ice skate. <laughs> trying to. Like an Annie Ducks. And then it just. Hits the window and she gets pulled in, like, pulled in, like the right? Dude in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, <laughs> and that's such a funny moment because it happened so suddenly. No, it's but it's snap, just snap, so snap, funny. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. I know we already talked about. It. I just need to mention it again. I love when Britta goes, "You're special." I'm special. I was bitten 10 minutes ago, and I feel fine. It turns into yeah, a zombie well, no, immediately. Rich is like, he's like saying all of the, and I guess this is the other thing. Community always has the meta jokes. Right. Uh, he's saying all the symptoms, and then like it's like becoming gradually evident that it could be him. But then he's like, oh, yeah, slurred speech. But he 
he says it like Austin said it. I can't do that <laughs> with my voice. It doesn't go down there. You, you just have to like go for it and not think about it. Because once you think about it, then you're going to like <laughs> second right. guess right. yourself. Like I, I didn't think about I it thought, until. I thought too hard. I didn't think about it until you said something. And by that time, I already did it. <laughs> so like now I'm not going to do it. Because now I'm so conscious. You out of doing it a second time, exactly. You've done it like twice at least. (laughs) But, but uh, um, (laughs) yeah, you know, he he slurs the speech as he announces that slurred speech is one of the symptoms, right? (laughs) And it's just like, (laughs) and I think the subversion of that because it's like you expect Rich to be the one hiding it. But then Brandon comes out of nowhere. They, with they, the... Yeah, they, they show you we're hiding it, too. Right, right. And that's like a common zombie trope is like mm-hmm. someone gets bit and they hide yes. it. I yeah, don't think so... you really see two people yeah. getting bit. So, yeah, the second the second person is the is where they get you. And I just think it's hilarious. And you, like, you lose a lot of the cast really quickly. Because I think in that, like, yeah, like Britta... in that one minute, you lose Rich, Britta, and Annie. Yeah, and then... Uh, Shirley and Chang just end up in the bathroom like relatively early and they're just kind of out of the picture. Right. Major- majority of the episode, you kind of just got like Jeff, Troy, Abed. But even then, like how much longer does Jeff last? Like he's still out in the next room. Right. But it's still comparatively a bigger window than a lot of them get. And um, well, Community does a pretty good job of focusing on one or two characters to have like a true arc through the episode. And then all the other characters, either they're supporting their larger season arc, or maybe they'll get a mini arc Mm -hmm. or side. But this episode's a Troy and Abed episode. In in, in these high concept episodes, though, they just they just get to throw characters away sometimes, like they kind of do here, right? Like Like, they got every chase. We didn't mention him once. Yeah, no, we haven't even talked about him. But yeah, I mean, he hasn't. Yeah, because he. But like 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 in in paintballs, also, you know, like. Right. The different characters get different amounts of focus. So, no, it's cool. It's a good show. Uh, well, it's interesting because Chevy also, Chase is uh, the inciting incident in this one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a good, that's a good bit for Chevy, though. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to mention, mm-hmm. season three episode, they're all just telling ser- scary stories. That's a, it's a fun one for horror fans. I didn't watch it. It's not on theme here. But... <laughs> If you're a horror fan, considering watching Community, listening to this podcast right now, that's another fun one, uh, you know. I love Abed's story. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the stories, I mean, they're all horror stories, but, you know, character-driven jokes, basically. It's like, right. here's the horror story, this person. Like, here, here's this person's spin on the same horror story, but, like, what's scary to them? <laughs> I just gotta say, one of my favorite bits in the community episode is because like one of one of the main plot lines is troy and abed have like the buddy costume of yeah um the xenomorph and ripley and in the mech suit and then like girls make fun of troy for being a nerd but you know troy still wants to impress a lady so yeah. he puts on the toilet paper and then like writes dracula <laughs> on it it is just this line kills me every time like abed comes up with like what happened in costume? What are you? He's like, I'm a sexy Dracula now. Don't you mean vampire? He's like, I don't need, I'm not a nerd. I don't need to know which Dracula I am. 
And then his whole character arc is him, like, embracing being a nerd. So he puts the mech suit cosplay back on just for the zombies to tear it off. And he goes, I don't know why I thought that would work. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're always good at subverting the obvious answer. But, no, that joke cracks me up. A- a- any joke where Donald Glover had to just, like, confidently be stupid I'm like, this, this is fire i love this joke like, <laughs> this isn't this is a isn't a horror episode but it's like horror adjacent it's when abed is in the uh psych uh not psych but he's it's like the group therapy they're, yeah, they're all the... for whatever reason it just makes me think of shutter island so i call it the shutter island episode when the fake therapist is doing the making people realize stuff like and try to attempt to like Greendale's not a school, it's a psych ward, and then he's still trying to do it. He's like, that's because we're all in hell, and I'm the devil. And it zooms in on Troy like I knew it, <laughs> and he makes the funniest face before uh, Jeff slaps the shit out of him. It's just so funny. <laughs> all my favorite gags are basically Troy related. No, I mean, Donald Glover uh, did amazing work on that show, for sure. Is that the same episode where, like, he drives a ATV into I the... Into I, the... I, I want to say the ATV is the season two one. Okay. But I'm not positive. Troy, you can't drive that in here. Uh, yes, I can. It's all terrain, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're good on community because I'll just keep going. But okay. Are there any, like, other through lines you can th- see between the three... There's nothing, else. There's nothing else I got. I think of here. Cool. Um, did you want to plug anything? What's coming up new with you? Where can the peeps find you? Should you choose to let them find you? Sure. So yeah, if you're if you're interested, well, follow. Well, I don't remember. Follow my band, Two Way Petting Zoo. Uh, we are on all socials. Uh, the logo is a llama smoking a cigarette. It's really <laughs> cool. Not that smoking is cool, but llamas are. Llamas and sunglasses are always cool. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Thanks for talking zo- uh, zombies and comedies with me. Zombies. Zombies, sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to my friend Travis Conti for discussing these zombies with me. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. The music featured at the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Also, please rate, share, and subscribe. All that fun stuff to help this podcast grow. I have an exciting announcement to make. Next week begins what I'm calling Jurassic June. In honor of the greatest film of all time, Jurassic Park, I'm doing a Jurassic-themed episode for each week in June with a mix between new and returning guests. I'm also going to do a Would You Die episode on Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel dedicated to the Velociraptor. You can find the T-Rex episode I did last year on there too. But yeah, Jurassic June is next week and I can't wait because I am sparing no expense. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Hold on to your butts.